This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Blue Monday podcast. The words club legend are bandied around at times. However, I am delighted to welcome English footballer's youngest ever top flight goal scorer. I am delighted to welcome a player who finds himself ninth in the list of highest ever appearance makers for Ipswich Town and who also finds himself in the top 10 goal scorers of all time for Ipswich Town. Welcome. Hall of Famer and, spoiler alert, title winner, Mr. Jason Dizel. Jason, many thanks for coming that you responded pretty much instantaneously to say that you'd love to do it. Um, very kind of you to, uh, to agree to have the chat. No problem, mate, no problem. Um, so, exciting times at the moment, you know, certainly for yourself. You've, you've um, joined forces with Kieran and, and Terry Butcher and uh, going to start working with the under-23s. Can you give us a little bit of inside info about what's going on there? Yeah, at the moment, um, there's a few changes going on down there. Um, I think I'm still working with the under-18s, but I think it was going to be between the four of us, me, Arden, Terry Butcher and Kieran, we're going to oversee the 18s and 23s. Um, because um, yeah, over the course of the we'll be mixing it about a bit, so everybody gets to know the players and uh, and and everybody gets on, you know. Um, yeah, and having that involvement of people who know the club inside out—that's that's invaluable. Yeah. Oh, Terry Butcher, yeah, what a legend! You I mean you call me a legend, but you know, there's, there's another word higher than uh, Terry Butcher is in that category. I mean, I you know, I was, grew up watching Terry Butcher. And the eighty-one side, so I was truly blessed as a kid to to uh, to have seen that 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 group. So yes, it's great. And Kieran, obviously, um, great great career um, internationally as well. So yeah, it's great. It's great for the football club, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great for the kids as well. Brilliant. 
Wonderful. Well, before we get to the real reason why we're here, how pleasing yeah. is, it, is it to see Andre given the opportunity to play regularly and see he's yeah. clearly, clearly reveling in doing so? He hasn't missed a minute of league football yet, has he? No, no, that's that's football though. You know, I mean, he's had, you know, made made his debut at sixteen, and his career hadn't got going. Um, injuries and and not being picked. So, you know, this year, I mean, he's had the baby. Now he's playing every week, so he's in a, he's in a really good place at the moment. So, yeah, long may it continue. Brilliant. Does he um does he appreciate what you achieved as a player and with Ipswich, or is he like you know everyone else's sons and daughters are like yeah all right dad whatever mate you know no 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 he taps into my career uh, obviously you know we have a great relationship um you know I just want to you know if there's any kind of pressure put on him it's just my role to take that pressure off yeah. um I, I think he has felt pressure um especially making his debut at 16 and being my son. Having the surname, yeah. Yeah, and then having the injuries. So there was a lot, lot put on him. So he had a lot, to, a lot to take on. But finally, you know, he's playing every minute. And uh, as long as he's happy, I'm happy. So, yeah, you know, you know this, he should have had more appearances. But, you know, like I said to him, um, you, have to, you have to go through these times to enjoy the good times. So he's really enjoying it at the moment. And, uh, you know, top of the league. Um, so, Leah, long may it continue. Yeah, well, he's, he's taking his chance, isn't he? And the, the team pretty much revolves around him at the moment, yeah. doesn't he? You know, he? He's the fulcrum of, of everything that we do. Yeah, it's all about trust. I mean, Andre, you know, he, he, me personally, everybody, you know, I'm not biased, but I like people. But if I see a good midfield player, he has to be passing forward. You know, yeah. might lose a few times, but for me, a good midfield player is someone who can pass forward. You know, he might not be great at the other bits, which a Cole Scoots or a Flynn Downs can do, but he's actually getting better on it. I mean, the more games he's playing, um, the, the, the better he'll be at it. He'll get fitter, and uh, and I think it's showing in his performances at the moment. 100%. What I, what I, I say, going on, on about Andre on, the, on a call yourself, but what, what I like is that whenever I see him playing, it's, it's difficult at the moment because we can only see it from one camera. Yeah. You know, we yeah. see the ball. Yeah. But when he, when he passes the ball, I trust him that he's made the right decision. If it yeah. goes backwards, so be it. But I know yeah. that he, the reason why he's going backwards is he can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 100%. Well, another reason why, you know, the, the good players make the, easy, make the game look easy. It's the, a simple get the basics right, a simple pass. Um, is effective. The best play, the best pass for your team, I say. Yeah. But ultimately, he can play quickly and forward, <clears throat> which you know, being a midfield player myself, that, that's how I would judge. Obviously, he's got to get better um, with the other side of the game. Um, That'll come, won't it? And, and then there'll be times when he's overrunning midfield because obviously he's just played in now and the two ahead of him. So you know, during the season, I'm sure. Maybe a Flynn Downs would come in or Skull Coos to play alongside him. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, as the, maybe as as we as it gets tougher. Um, yeah. as, you know, we're top of the league at the moment, but there's some, there's some really hard games coming up. So, so you know, we'll, yeah. So all all good at the moment, and it's like I said, long may it continue. Brilliant stuff. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Now, I was too young for the team of the late seventies and early eighties, yeah. and I obviously loved the Burley teams of the nineties and the playoff yeah. winning team, but. Yeah. The reason why we're having a chat is yeah. to talk about what was my favourite season as a yeah. town fan, and, and I'm sure yeah. it's the favourite season of a, many other town fans of my vintage. Yeah. Definitely, the often forgotten about 91-92 league winning season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say that I was 15, 16 at the time, and it was right in my sweet spot. So I had a, I had a scrapbook. Yeah, I must have taken the Jason Azell photo off the front of it, but I'm yeah. sure it was there at one point. But Very it was, funny. it was, it was a season full of. 
you know, memorable matches, memorable goals, yes. momen- momentum that Fantastic. took us to yeah. title winners, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and before, so before we get to the nitty gritty of the season, John mm. Lyle, you yes. know, you, you'd had Bobby Ferguson who gave you your debut, you'd had John Duncan, yeah. and now John Lyle. Yes. What, what were Ferguson and, and Duncan like as as managers? Um, I would have a bad word to say Bobby Ferguson. You know, obviously, I made my debut when I was at sixteen. Um, Bobby Robson signed me as a schoolboy, but as I went into the building, he got the England job, so Bobby took over. But I was already uh, already um, making appearances for Ipswich while I was still at school, obviously, which everyone knows. Um, like I said, um, my first games were in the seventies when I used to sneak in the back door at Portman Road. So I only lived eight hundred yards from the ground. So I used to go there every day, and I think my first game was um, West Brom at home. I think they won 7-1, something like that. I don't think you remember that. <laughs> uh, goals were flying everywhere, Kevin B. So I was pretty much mesmerised by that time. And then, obviously, I was going to watch Ipswich building up to before my debut. So obviously, I went to the FA Cup final at 11 uh, with my mate. One of the best days of my life. And then, you know, after that, I was just supporting going home and away with my brother. Um, yeah, I'm just mesmerised. So, come 15, you know, I was, I, you know, it just came out of the blue, really. I was playing and I could have signed for West Ham for John Lyle. Oh, really? At, at 13, yeah, they came in first. So, I was training there. So, but on the, on the last day of, when I was going to sign for West Ham, loads of scouts turned up at my doorstep and there was nearly a fight. I think Luton <laughs> were in the top division, they were there. But Ipswich coming in the last moment, you know, I nearly wouldn't have been there if I wouldn't have come in at the last moment because I was already at West Ham. So, you know, for, to sign for Ipswich, your hometown club, but then it just got better and better. Then I started making uh, uh, under 16 uh, level and under 18 level. I only played a couple of games and I had one reserve game and then I was in. Bobby picked me. So, you know, still not thinking, you know, I got called into the squad and had a day off school, which was great. <laughs> and then on the Thursday, you know, I knew I was going to be in the squad on the Saturday, but then uh, they used to have one subs in them day. Yeah, yeah. So I got to the ground Saturday morning and they said I was sub. So, you know, you know the rest is history. But, yeah, I mean, he, he was like a father figure to me. I could do no wrong. I mean, it was well known. He'd bring me chocolates and that for me birthday in front, <laughs> of the, in front of all the lads. You know, it was pretty embarrassing, but he absolutely loved me. And uh, then John Lowell came. His first words were to me, um, I've got you at last, because he remembered when I was at West Ham at 14. Yeah. So two great managers and, uh, you know, one's, you know, the door was always open to go and speak to him if I had a problem. Well, it's funny, actually, because I've, I've got some quotes here, and this is from at the end of the season we're talking about. It, your quote here is one of the papers. I was going nowhere, and Ipswich were going nowhere. Then John yeah. Lyle arrived. The first yeah. Monday, he called me into his office and said he wanted me to stay and to build yeah. around the likes yeah. of me. Now, what, what does that make you feel like, as a 22, 23-year-old? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I'd made my debut at 16. Um, Obviously, I made a load of appearances by the time I was twenty, and uh, there was a lot of interest in me when I was when I was young. But there was no way I was going. You know, I was going to give it a few more years, and then um, obviously John Lyle. Um, would, to be honest with you, I, the, the John Duncan era. After that, I loved John, um, but he wasn't everyone's favourite cup of tea um, with the style of football and that. But I, I actually liked him because he, you know, he was another one. All the managers I had at Ipswich actually liked liked me, you know. Yeah, 
No, I didn't have a problem with that, but I did understand um, the fans' frustration and how it was going. So John came in, and still we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, I think the, the first did we go up in his first year? So, well, he he no, he came he won up in his in his second year because I think we'll we'll go back later on. But in his first year, he basically didn't didn't have any money, and we just signed Steve right. Whitten in the January. Yeah, right. Um, uh, and yeah. Finished finished fourteenth, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I've got it now. So, yeah, I mean, the beginning of the season starts. I mean, I think our first game, we played in front of 8,000. So there was still that little bit of negative arena to play in at Ipswich at the yeah. time. But, you know, then we, we just bought into how we wanted to play. Everyone had a... There was no superstars in the team. We just had yeah. a rock. And we could play different ways. We could play. We could go long. And we could mix it. And what, what was his coaching style? What was John Lowe's coaching style? Did he do much of the coaching or did he leave it to, to his coaches to do the coaching? It was one of them. You know, Mick McGibbon done the training, but, you know, well, as soon as John Lowe came out, or if you be if you see him watching from the window, you know, it's one of them. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll just step up your training, you know. And he was just one of them. and just had that aura about him. Yeah. That, you know, to, to you want to play for him and you want to you run through brick walls for him, you know. Um, well, he, He'd had nearly 800 games at West Ham, hadn't he? He'd been there for yeah. years. That was back then. No managers were at clubs for 10, 15 yeah, years. He, right. he was one of those, wasn't he? He's part yeah, of the furniture yeah. there. He always brought young kids through, homegrown. Yeah. Um, the style of football, which is... I mean, we weren't, we weren't... Like I said, we could play play a lot of different ways. You know, we could have Neil Thompson picking up a left-back, hitting Steve Whitten on a diagonal, because Neil Thompson had a... The range to do it. Steve Whitten, yeah. who's six foot three, right winger. Um, and then we will go from there, you know. And it, it was effective. But we could also play. Um, and we could also mix it. So, with them ingredients, um, you've got a chance of going up. You, you're saying about the, the atmosphere and the, the crowd at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So as you rightly say, there was hardly anyone there. This is going to the, the promotion season. But yeah. what, what were your, what was the team's ex- expectations? Uh, you'd finished 14th the year before. No, no expectations. No expectations at all. I mean, how can you, you know, go from 14th to, to, um, to, to winning the league by, by, by five or six points? Yeah. But, we just wanted to run for a big wall for John. Um, he had that, like I said, had that presence, and we all bought into his ideas. You see, um, the training was hard. Wasn't he knew we had a group of players. He couldn't play the West Ham way, total, total, total football because we wouldn't be able to do it. So we had we had to mix it a bit. The training was quite intense, and uh, but enjoyable at the same time. And like I said, um, you got to Christmas. I think that was a defining moment. Around Christmas, New Year, we won every game and went top. And then well, we, we started. Go on. The momentum from that was incredible. Ipswich got a huge following. Huge. Yeah. If they're winning, doesn't yeah. matter what league. It doesn't matter what league they're in. If Ipswich are winning, they will get full houses. If I was in Division Two and top of the league, they will get a full house. I'm sure. Because yeah. um, they like to see something at the end of the season, which twenty year or twenty odd years ago they was getting. Yeah. So, but it feels like the Ipswich fans have been pretty much starved at that time of anything good. Um, so, get to Christmas, they could see something here. And yeah, well, the- you, you, you're right in that, you know, it was the UEFA Cup and the, the FA Cup were in recent memory back then, weren't they? It was only 10 years, 10 years previously. 
Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so that's how it was still in the market, fresh in the yeah. mind of some people. Yeah, they'd, right, they'd, yeah. seen, they'd seen a hell of a dip between yeah. times, hadn't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the cycle of football, you know. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be like that. Um, so, we get to come out of New Year, and then we just went on an unbelievable run. And, I mean, uh, the fans, like you said, were, were like the 12th man for us. I mean, yeah. there were thousands going away every week. Thousands going away, and that, that, I'm telling you that that pulled us over the line in some games. Yeah, I think I remember the the, the two 0 when we was home at Newcastle. I remember that game. We ended up winning three two. Um, right. The crowd were responsible for for that for that to happen. I mean, they they were incredible. Well, because we we started off well, so I'm, I'm going to go just take you back to August because we yeah. um, we drew the first match three three. We were three 0 up. You scored the first goal of the season. Yeah. We were three yeah. 0 up and ended up drawing three three. I think Craig Forrest may have saved a penalty as well, so we sort yeah. of got through that one by the skin of our teeth. But yeah. after that, we beat Borough, we beat yeah. Blackburn, who'd been right. spending spending a lot of money. But yeah. We started off like a house of We scored nine goals in four matches. We were top yeah. of the league at the end of the month, and it, yeah. and then we sort of met a, met a chap called Glenn Hoddle playing for Swindon. Um, yeah. He played he played sweeper for Swindon at home yeah, against we us. Bad. We got a bad, didn't we? Four one. Yeah, yeah, that was I remember, a... I remember that game. I remember that game. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was just pinging balls left, right, everywhere, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He strolled through that match, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. um, and then September, three things happened. We sold Brian Gale for quite a lot of money, nearly a million pound back then, which was a hell of a lot of money, certainly for a yeah. centre Tony Humes breaks his arm, and John walks signs walks into the building yeah. and signs because he wasn't he wasn't. Was he training with us or anything previously, or did he just appear out of the blue? I think, I think, because he hadn't got a club. He hadn't got a club. No. Oh. He might, yeah, he must have trained. Must have trained with us, and then gone from there. That's a bit like when I, when I came back from Tottenham, I didn't have a club. I trained yeah. with it, which for a bit, and then I got signed. So I think it was a situation like that. But yeah, John Walk and David Linnigan. Yeah. yeah, they, they did. Much, yeah. I mean, obviously John Walk. Gets a credit he rightly deserves because of his reputation and what he's done for the football club. But David Linnigan, um, for me, was was a great leader and a great captain. Well, I was I was going to talk about I was going to talk about him a bit later on, but we'll talk about it now because yeah. even though he was captain of the club and captain of the team which won the league, I don't think I've ever heard him speak. What 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 sort of you know what sort of captain was he? What sort of guy was he? Was he? He was presumably a very hard guy. Yeah, aggressive, very yeah. aggressive. Yeah, hard as nails. Um, every training session, even on a Friday, he would be going through you. He just, <laughs> just, he just couldn't hold back. He was just one of them guys. But great to have on your team because you know it, it, <laughs> it would get you going. <clears throat> yeah. If we're not, if we're not playing so well, uh, every team needs a spark. If we're not playing well, it could be a bit of skill, could be a tackle, and a lot of the times we'd be under pressure, and he would. Um, Come up with a tackle. You go, Jesus. Do you know what I mean? We, we need to up our game because this 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 guy's doing it. We need to we yeah. need to step up. It might be me. Would be, be be a piece of skill, but with David Inning in it, it would be a tackle. You know. Yeah. Which which lifts us and, and gets us going. And uh, if anyone wasn't, wasn't wasn't pulling their weight, he would he would let you know. Was he much uh, of a ranter and a raver in changing room and things like that? Head butting walls. Yeah, like, he had to. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had to, but you know, we had such a great um, 
chemistry in that team. We all went out. Obviously, you know, there's a bit of a drinking culture in them days. Um, David Linnigan was, you know, he, he liked to drink at the best of times. Um, but we all went out socially, all together. And, um, and that's where we bonded, you know? Yeah. We bonded and um, we, it just clicked. Everybody knew their roles in the team. Um, don't you know the players weren't as gifted as some of them, but the tackling and the hard work it just rubbed off on people, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a season which wasn't entailed to do much, ended up being an absolute feast for the fans because yeah. the expectation wasn't there at the start, okay, okay. And then they just, the fans just came back in their droves. I mean, it was incredible when we used to travel away. The amount of fans we used to take. Yeah, the tail end of that but, season yeah, was, wasn't it? But, but that is interesting. They have a huge following. So huge. You, say, you, say, you say about um, Linigan, another player I want to talk about. Is people, we brought in Walk, but we, also, we brought in Paul Goddard over the summer yeah. as well. Yes. But we also had Romeo Zondervan, who was already in the club as well. Yeah. So those three players are sort of our senior 32, 33-year-old players in, in that team. What did Goddard bring and what did Romeo? Because right. you, you played a lot of football Rome, with Romeo Zondervan. Romeo, Romeo Zondervan was a great footballer. Brilliant footballer. Underrated. Very hard to shake off the ball. Never give it away. I I love playing with Romeo. We, we used to sit. I mean, if I went forward, he would sit and it was vice versa. But it was normally we went forward and he gets on the ball. and uh, Yeah, we, we just built up a... Uh, uh, relationship. That's that's football. You've got to build up relationships all over the park. The, you know, the front two, the midfield two, and then it's just kind of telepathic in what you're doing. You know, but yeah. uh, Paul Goddard was the link. He was a hold up player, maybe set back to a midfield player for, and then here Chris Kiwamia threw on goal. You know, he, he was the link. He wasn't going to run behind, but he his hold up play was absolutely exceptional. You know, yeah, and, um, and he he got a few goals for us, but. That's the key. The relationships and the, the chemistry was right all over the pitch. Um, yeah, and he was a great foil for bringing defenders out, leaving gaps in behind for Chris to run into. And uh, that was perfect for us. But he was another old West Ham player, wasn't he? Was, there was him. He was obviously played for West Ham. Steve yeah. Whitten played a lot yeah. for West Ham, didn't he? Yeah. That's where he's played a few games. Yeah. So obviously John Lowell knew these players. He knew the way they, they played yeah, already. Did. And I think Paul Goddard had a bit of a dodgy time at Millwall and was sort of yeah. down on his luck a little bit and yeah. we sort of revitalised him in that, yeah, in that respect. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Now he, now he got injured in October, Paul Goddard, and you moved up front and you played up yeah. front for a fair few months, didn't you, during the middle of that season? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, yeah, I got a lot, a lot of goals. Did you enjoy playing up front? You had a bit of a, a link up with Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah, yeah, just, just great. I mean, I, I was, you know bit like Paul, I wasn't going to run in behind. I, I was going to link the play, get in little pockets and, uh, you know, try and feed Chris. But I ended up scoring a few goals. I mean, I think I got seven in a week at one stage. So I got two, <laughs> two, 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 two and a, no, six, oh, two, three twos. Yeah. I remember him well. Um, so, yeah, I was enjoying it. But I do prefer midfield, to be honest with you. I mean, goals, goals are great, but I like to get involved in the build-up more than um, more than actually scoring. But, you know, it was great. But it did click, though, didn't it? It did click with you and Chris, you know, for, yeah, for, those, yeah. for those middle months of the, yeah, of the yeah, season. Yeah. As you say, yeah. we're scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's all about building relationships, you know, over the pitch. And uh, me and Chris, again, I know what he was going to do. He knew as soon as I got it, he's going to start running. Yeah. Um, 
And, that, and that, that was the key. You say about there's a squad and there being no um, real superstars because you, as you moved up front, then we had people like Steve Palmer, you know, yeah. bit of a don't wish to sound disrespectful, bit of a workhorse in the middle who yeah, just yeah, run yeah. up, run up and down all day just exactly. to, to we, cover. We yeah, we needed him. We needed yeah. him at the time when the tough when the going got tough. You know, say like you're going hold them away on a Tuesday night, freezing cold. You need these kind of players, you know. Yeah. Um, so everyone played their part. I mean, he played. He played quite a few games, Steve Palmer. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. He, you know, he, he more than played his part. More than played his part. So we we say that Romeo won Player of the Month in September. The guy that won Player of the Month in October. Now I did three A levels, so this is around about the time I was starting my A levels. Mm-hmm. I had three A levels. I had three A four ring binders. I had a Jason Dazelle. Yeah. I had a Chris Cabomia, and I had a yeah. Steve Witten. Yeah, know? and. We can. I could spend happily spend half an hour talking about Steve Witten. He was my little man crush of the, of the oh time. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, now, in terms of unsung members of the squad, we're talking about Steve Witten. Oh, sorry, he's talking about um, Steve Palmer. But people like and you've already mentioned Steve Witten, Neil Thompson. Mm. And these guys were pr- very integral to the way that we played, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Neil Thompson can kick the ball hundred yards, no problem. <laughs> Steve Witten is a six foot four right winger. No, you know, you normally don't get that many tall fullbacks like yeah. that. So we had a plan. It was a long ball, but it was an effective ball. He could switch it from left to right, and um, you could you can work off a diagonal ball, a good long diagonal. The midfield players can run off it, and he normally more than once, you know, just knock it down. We had runners going off him, and it was effective, you know. But also, he had he had great feet as well, Steve Whitten. Yeah, he wasn't just a tall target man. He had great feet um, for a big man, and uh, you know and it showed on many, many occasions. Um, so we had, we had lots of different options if one way wasn't working, you know. Yeah. So you know it, it was great. It's like the whole mechanics of the team just worked. And an, and another one, a bit like Dave Linegan, who, who wasn't shy of ending up in the Blackadder after training, presumably. Pardon? He, he wasn't shy of ending up in the Blackadder with uh, no, no, no. Dave Linegan after no. training. We can't lie, mate. Um, <laughs> we we had a Wednesday club, which we all had to go. If we didn't go, we get fined by the players. So, but that just you know, it doesn't happen anymore. But that was the culture then. Um, we always that was bonding. That was that was team bonding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, we, that's what we took it as. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. If you didn't go, you got fined. So <laughs> now. So, in- yeah. You're saying you're saying about being able to mix it up. In in November, we came across a team called Cambridge United, yeah, who yeah. um who had Dion Dublin and Steve Claridge and um, John Beck. Now, you, you knew you, you knew what you were getting when you came up against the Cambridge United team, didn't you? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they were sort of a thorn in our side that season. Yeah, yeah. We we were we were properly prepped for that during the week. Um, you know, we did. We just I remember some of his sessions were. You know, ten of us standing there. John Lowell kicked the ball up, and we all had to go for it. We all right, had to other. go for it, and every there'll be black eyes, there'll be blood everywhere. <laughs> but that, that, but that, that, you just practice for it, you know. You should just like kick the ball up. We all have to go for it. All the, the eleven players, whoever shies out, it will, it, it will dig you out, you know. Well, I know there's, there's there's ten minutes of highlights for the away match in March, and I don't think you see the ball touch the floor barely once. No, no, exactly. 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 Well, did, did did they beat us in March? They, I think we we they beat us in they beat us at home. We drew away in March. Yeah, yeah. yeah Simon think, Milton scored, didn't he? 
Yes, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did in the, in the draw away. Yeah, yeah um, but there, there was a bit of a um, intrigue about them. I think there was over twenty thousand come to watch them play. I think it's the first time we may have ever played them in the league. on sort of a sort of a local derby, isn't it? Yeah. But as as you were saying about crowds, yeah, we had nine thousand for the first match in August and twenty over twenty thousand in November to come and see yeah. uh, come and yeah. see Cambridge because yeah. you know, we yeah. were we were starting to click. Yeah, yeah, we're on the march then. Yeah, well, well see, it was it was November. You you say about things clicking. Yeah, from the end yeah. of November, we went on a run, and yeah, we, we, we if, we beat... get, if we could get through November, New Year, yeah, around, we would have been happy. But yeah. we ended up we ended up being top. Yeah, so... we, put, we we beat Wolves away. We beat Tranmere four 0 at home, and then at yeah. Christmas time, we won two 0 We beat Blackburn. You scored yeah. home to Blackburn. I say we say about Blackburn, they spent a hell of a lot of money again yeah. comparative comparatively. That, that was... That was the defining moment for me. That, that game, right? Okay, we've got a good chance here because they had spent a lot of money. Um, but like I said, we we got the result, which made us think. Actually, we got a really really good chance here. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. If we, we stick together. Like, I, I, I have it on good. I have it on good authority that you high five most of the pioneer stand after the final whistle that day. I've got uh, yeah, let's have a look at that. <laughs> photos and some yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I think I'm looking see. at me, I think I'm I think I'm looking at my brother on there. I think <laughs> he's on your shoulders, probably, or you're on his. Yeah, he threatened me if, um, if I didn't wave. So <laughs> well, see, the thing is, at that time there was a, there was a common theme in, the, in these newspaper reports I've got here. It was. You know, sheer poetry. It was classy Ipswich. It was Ipswich yeah. stroll to victory. You know, was yeah. was that something that was drilled in to train? This attacking football was drilled into us in training. Yes, yes. Intense intensity was the theme in training. Even like warm ups and things like that. You know, some people take their warm ups maybe on a Friday, 
they take it easy. Not with us. The five sides were bang on. Tackles going in everywhere. So we just said that. And if you got injured, you got injured. But we weren't gonna. We weren't gonna let up. You know, the intensity has to be there, or else we would have struggled. You know. Yeah. We'll be on the front foot. That, that was his message to us. Yeah. So we 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 ended the new year. You know, as I say, on a, on a high. Um, yeah. In, into January. We do the double over Port Vale, but we lost away at Borough. But then you scored as we beat Hartlepool away in a cup replay. You score, yeah. in the, you score in the next round when we beat Bournemouth 3-0 at home. And that, yeah. set, that sets up a fifth round game. We'll, we'll come to that in a, in a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're saying about momentum again. We, we beat Bristol Rovers and that's our fourth league win on the trot mm. going into February. We score three away at Millwall. Yeah, we yeah. beat. This is probably the week you were talking about. We scored yeah. three away at Wimbledon. We beat Portsmouth five two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. I think that's the that third. Was the week. That was yeah. the week. Yeah, we scored. We we played three matches in a week, and it was a third match in a row that you and Chris Gormley both yeah. scored in the same matches. You know, you, yeah, you were yeah. on fire. Yeah, I remember the Millwall game. I remember um, a friend of mine won lots of money. I was sixteen to one to score the first goal. <laughs> he had a, he had a tenner on it because. Um, I think that was the first game I went up front. So the bookies must have had it. Midfield hadn't scored that many. Then I went up front and scored. He, he won a load of money. <laughs> I remember that game very well. Yeah. Uh, Portsmouth, 4-2, wasn't it? 5-2. And then, and then Bournemouth. And, uh, was that a cup game, was it? Yeah, 3-0, yeah. 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 So, yeah, that was, that was a, great, a great time. The confidence was just oozing out of me then. Um, you know, I would I wouldn't like to say I'm a, a natural goal scorer, but that week, um, just everything just went to playing. You know, everything I touched went in, and uh, yeah, and there's nothing better when you when you've got that confident. As you know, especially me, there's not a lot anybody can do if you're that confident because you're just playing at such a high level. Everything comes off. Yeah, so, you don't think about it. No, no, no. It comes comes instantly. So. It was just, yeah, that, that week was a, a great week for me, uh, playing for Town. And so you, you, you and both Kiwami both scored, you know, each scored in three matches in a row. Your relationship with Chris Kiwama was very much integral. You were both very, very good mates off the pitch as well, though, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, that helps. I mean, you know, for us, the football didn't stop when we walked out of the Blue Gates from training. That didn't stop there. You know, I was always, we was always talking football. Always talking football. If, if you know, we We'd be, we'd be out socialising. We, we wouldn't stop talking about the game, you know. That was our relationship. Um, and that's how, if this happens, you do this. You know, we've got a little beer mats, putting as the players, and put, if you're in this position, I'll put it through. And that, that was what we used to do, you know. Um, and it helped us. And, uh, you know, there was relationships all over the pitch, which, like the walk, Linnigan was great. Uh, Mickey Stockwell, Steve Whitten was great. Um, obviously, me and Romeo to just build up relationships all over. To, to do that, you have to you have to speak as well outside of football. Just look to talk yeah. before the game. Like if this happens, this scenario happens. This is what's going to happen. Um, and, that, and that was the case with a lot of uh, Ipswich players. They had great relationships all over the pitch. So when when did the when did this things sort of just start to you know did the realization come through the squad that hang on a second we we might actually do this because as you say about momentum and from like the end of November we went we won 16 of the next 22 matches yeah for me Christmas time 
Um, I think when we went, we beat Charlton, I think. Yeah, we did, yeah. Uh, um, and took us top of the league. Um, and I knew then that, you know, with us was the crowd. Um, that's when I thought, if they, if they back us and we, we're still in this position, come March, then I don't think there's any stopping us. Yeah. Because it was, it was too much. We're just, the fans were desperate for, uh, after 10 years of not doing anything, for some kind of success. They could see it. We could see it. And it just filled with through, really. And it was, you know, just brilliant for the town. Well, yeah, and you say about fans again that we'll talk about these cup matches now, then, shall we? Because in the fifth round yeah. of the FA Cup, we, we drew Liverpool. And yes. we, we drew them at home. Um, and we probably should have beaten them at home. I think Walkie hit the well, crossbar hit the with bar. a header. Yes, he did hit the bar. Yeah. I remember that day. It, just, it was so windy. It was, yeah. It was so windy. Uh, but we should have beat them. And should have beat them in the next game and all. Oh, and so, yeah, we um, you're saying about fans because it was it was the biggest home crowd since we'd actually built the Pioneer Stand that day on that was Sunday. It? Yeah, according, well, according to the scrapbook, it was. Um, yeah. So obviously, the as you say about the fans' perspective, you know, people were getting interested in it. Now there was more yeah. confidence that things might yeah. happen. But what taking the the first match aside, the the, the away match, what? What were your memories of the, that away match? So it was on Sky, so I think that added a bit to it as well, didn't it? You're, yeah. Obviously, had you ever played at Anfield before? Had I played there before? Oh, no, I went to watch this once when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was mesmerised by it then. I think that was the first time. No, I played, no, I played there before. Yeah, sorry. I played there when I was 17 in the League Cup game. <clears throat> yeah, when I was <clears throat> very young. <clears throat> sorry. And we... Um, we got smashed three 0 um, It was the likes of Terry Butcher, Paul. Ma- I don't know if Paul Mariner played, but that that kind of team played. Yeah. When I was really young, so that wasn't the first time. But it wasn't a great experience, obviously, because it, it was like we just got bad. They were so good. We didn't. We didn't yeah. get bad in this match, did we? You know, no, we no, were no, no, no. drawing at drawing at full time, and then you pop yeah, up in front. No. You pop up in front of the cop. I didn't have time to really enjoy it, mate. I thought that was. I thought that was it. The next minute, you know. Yeah, Mulvey's hit that free kick. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously thought that was going to be the winner, but, you know, top class, top class size with top class players, that can happen. Yeah. Uh, like that's the difference between uh, the top league and the, and, the, and the ones below, you know? Yeah, that's right. But I think uh, in terms of standing in the away end that day, you know, I, got, I, think, I think my brother picked me up in his mini Metro at lunchtime from school <laughs> and we sort of uh, made our way up to Anfield. But, yeah. you know, the... the the kids nowadays, kids, talk about limbs in the away end. My God, the, I think after, when you scored your goal and when Gavin Johnson yeah. scored, his, scored his header, the, I know, I know. the atmosphere in that away end, I'm sure your, yeah. your mates no, and your brother were yeah. telling you about that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, took, they took the whole end, didn't they? It yeah. Right. Um, it would have been great if you know, that had been the winner. I mean, the celebrations after would have been incredible, but... Yeah, I mean, straight after you know, you get the, which wasn't a free kick, by the way. I remember it vividly. Uh, free kick on the edge of the box, never a free kick. But yeah, Mulvey, Craig Forrest didn't even move. And then they go oh, and get the. He, he, he couldn't have he couldn't have placed that any better if he'd have picked it up and put it there with his hand. Yeah, no, 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 it was just unsavable, right, right in the statue. So yeah, but you know, I'm looking at my cele- <laughs> celebrations after that. I, mean, I think I busted a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> you didn't quite know what to do with yourself, did you? No, I didn't, mate. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, at the cop end as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I so wish that was a winner. To this day, I so wish that was a winner. Just, just to see the... For the fans, really, what, what that would have meant to them on that night. But, you know, travel all that way to get a result like that it would have been great. But it must have done a lot for the, for the confidence of the team that, you know, you've, uh, you've stood toe-to-toe yeah. -to -toe with Liverpool here. It was yeah, on yeah, Sky, yeah. there's more media exposure and things like that. There's yeah. more interest, presumably, in the, around the club. But for the, for the team yeah. and morale at that point... But on, this, on the Saturday, I think we played Plymouth at home. We and did. We were, awful. we were awful, but we won 1-0. So I got here. Yeah, you're right. We, we, yeah, we won 2-0 um, against them when we won... We had a bit of a stuttering month in, in yeah, March. Yeah, we got beat, beat at Bristol, didn't we, once, 4-0, did we? Well, we got, we got beaten, we beat Watford away, then we played Watford again and we'd lost at home to Watford. But between times, I think, yeah, at the end of the month, sorry, we beat Derby 2-1. You scored two goals against Derby oh, in, front, yeah. in front of the yes. North Stand. Uh, yes. and, then, and that's when we like started to just go top of the league and, and things were just starting to fall yeah. into place a little bit there. Right, yeah, I remember that game, yeah, of course. I so desperately wanted a hat-trick. I had a chance for a hat-trick and all, but I missed it. Yeah, two early goals. George Williams was playing that day. We signed, we signed him the next year, didn't we? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he would have done, yeah. wouldn't he? Play for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. He remembers that game very well. That was one of my best games for Ipswich. Um, two goals early on, and uh, yeah. you know, I was just pretty in the form of my life, really. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, two in the first quarter of an hour you scored, yeah. And then the next yeah. match, Chris Kiwami scored two against Barnsley, which he's probably more than happy with uh, doing, being from up that... Uh, yeah, that yeah, he loves all that. Yeah. Um, now, I was saying about what also happened in that Barnsley match was David Lidingham got carried off and he didn't play again yeah. for the rest of the season. No, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah. and who, who was made captain of the team for the rest yeah, of the season? Yeah, I know, that's not mentioned enough. <laughs> I've got, I've got captain material written all over me. <laughs> yeah, I took him up. I took him up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> every every play, players reunion, I let David Linningham know that. Dragged us, <laughs> drag, dragged us up the up yeah. into the Premier League, kicking and screaming. Yeah, what, yeah must I know. Have been, must yeah. have been at, at such an important time of the season. Must have been hell of an honour to be, you know, given yeah, that. No, yeah, I mean, I thought he would give it to um, Walkie or someone like that. So I was pretty surprised. They gave it to me, honestly, but, you know, it was such an honour for me. Not only that, for me, I'm representing my, my hometown club. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a, it's a bit different. Um, I'm representing everybody from Ipswich, my family and everybody, you know. And, um, you know, the years of going to watch Ipswich, FA Cup final, you know, and then standing on the terraces at 12, 13, thinking one day I'll be... Well, 12, 13, three years' time, you'd be playing. It's not only, but a few years after that, you'll be captain. You, you, you couldn't have made it up, really. Yeah. Well, you know, it probably wasn't one of the reasons why he was giving it. You know, you were giving it. It's purely, purely for no, that no, reason. No. He saw something. Yeah. He saw something. I don't think I would have got it. Um, under anyone else, I saw something like um, I wasn't... Uh, a shower or anything like that. Yeah. But he saw something, so I, you know, maybe this give it to him. He's, he's playing it. He's playing really well. Give it to him and see what happens. And yeah, uh, yeah play, playing with the, the armband for it was, you know, was a, one of the highlights of my career. To be honest with you, 
you know, it's a skinny little boy from Elliott Street. You know, <laughs> lived eight hundred yards from the North Stand. Captain of Town. No, it's just a great story, really. Wonderful, brilliant stuff. We said about that. But we were talking about the makeup of the team as well, and the, these the experienced players that were dotted around, and the the more um, less less highlighted players, should we say? Because during the course of that entire season. We had different player of the month every month. It was Kiwomir, it was yourself, it was Zondervan, Witten, Milton, yeah. Linigan. Every it, month was a different person. That says it all. That says yeah. it all. That says it all. It just mixed it up all over the pitch. You know, got play. Mickey Stockwell, uh, uh, Gavin Johnson, players like that who don't get the credit that they deserve, but the players respected them, you know. They, yeah. you know without them, we, we wouldn't have gone up. It took a, it took a, a collective effort, not individual effort, for us to get, get over the line. Everybody played their part. So we're now now we're into the crux of the season, April time, when there were three three games in April that stand out. There was Southend away, there was oh, yes. Wolves at home and Newcastle at home. But that that Southend away match was a crazy crazy. You're talking about taking thousands of fans to away yeah. matches. There were people hanging off of catering yeah, vans. There were people yeah, standing no, no, at the top yeah. of the fences. There were people everywhere that match. It was it was like a Rangers game in Scotland when they take and they feel free stands. It was like that. And I remember that was all down the side, all around the back, and. Um, yeah, Thompson gets that iconic goal. Um, yeah. So we're, yeah, we're, we're definitely got the feeling now. This this is our time. And definitely um, Phil Wheeling, Phil Wheeling had come in to cover yeah. for Linigan, hadn't he? And popped up with his his goal on his debut. Yeah, what a great, what a great header. Yeah, yeah. Again, another player playing the part. Like I said, it was no individual got us over the line. It was a collective effort by everybody. Everybody bought into the idea of. The John Lowell way. Um, you know, if you don't run or you don't tackle, you don't do this, you won't be playing. Um, so that, that, that was a message to the players. And we played Wolves at home during the week. And again, Whelan scored. And we it was another yeah. late, late, late winner. Steve Whitten scored a penalty in pretty much the yeah. last minute. So we'd had an 89th minute winner at Southend, followed by a 90th minute winner to Wolves. We'd came yeah. from behind twice, as you said earlier, about beating Newcastle. Yeah, that's not luck. That's not luck. That's just drilled into you. You see Liverpool done it last year. Last minute winners. It's not luck. You just you just programmed in to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Especially when your confidence is that high, even more so. Um, so that, that was always been the message from John to us. You keep going to the end. You know, you, you make your own luck in this world. And the thing is, that, and by that point, you know, the, as you say about the crowd, the crowd were fully on board then, and this, the whole the whole momentum thing, which is, yeah. you know, it's, it's just goes to show what you can do when everyone's you know, singing from the same song sheets. A, a, yeah, yeah, a funny old phrase, but like I, like I said, I was blessed to be brought up in the seventies, eighties, watching this town as a kid. I was blessed, and. Um, just one of them feelings in them days, you walk to the ground, we're going to win today. You know, yeah. I can't explain to people what that, what that feeling is. But that was such how they made, at that time, they could beat anybody. On, you know what I mean? And they were beating everybody. Should have won the league on many occasions Yeah. Um, during that time. And I used to go down to the ground, be the first one in the ground, watch, count the crowd come in one at a time and um, just wait for the match. And, um, and travel away. So I knew the amount of support which had, even in them days, was 
if you're if you're sound on winning, they have got a superb backing. A superb yeah. backing. I just feel, like I said, it's been even longer now. The last twenty odd years, we have missed a generation of fans who've seen anything, um, and they are pretty much starved. So, you know, obviously we'll go back to this year. We quickly need something. Yeah. We quickly need something. A promotion or whatever. They they they, they need that. They deserve that. They they do. Have, something, something to cheer. They have been pretty much starved of any kind of success or or good feeling about their, their football club for, for a long time. But to, to, to go back to my point, yeah, the South End Wolves game, the crowd were... Yeah, it was incredible just to turn up, even before you got to the ground, to see the fans. It was incredible. And, it's just, and it gave you so much confidence that, you know, they're backing us now and we've got, we've got to do this together. Yeah. Well, after that Newcastle match, we were 10 points clear of third. Yeah. Um, we had a couple, little bit of a jitter in in, uh, in April time. I think we, we lost two on the trot. We lost away to Sunderland. We lost 2-1 away to Bristol City. Mm. But then... I think it must have been Middlesbrough that were around near us. They weren't, you know, pulling at me trees either. So our next home match to Grimsby Town on a Tuesday night, there were 23,000 people at home to Grimsby. And if we'd have won, we'd have won the league. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you hit the post in the 89th yeah. minute. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I remember that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. My, my luck weren't in that day. I'd, I'd have been, I would have loved to be the person who got them up with that goal, personally. Um I would have loved to have that gone in and got got us up. Um, uh, like I say, being captain, being a hometown boy, it, uh, it would have meant so much to me. As it was, we needed to wait another four days and go to Oxford and do it there instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, yeah the, that, that, the, the, the the match itself wasn't you know particularly no, particularly no, no, memorable, no. was it? No, but... It was. It was we played a little bit of nerves, expectation. How we was going to do it, but. We quickly went one nil behind by Jim and Jill. We scored, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So a little bit edgy, and then we got we got Gavin Johnson got a goal, so that calmed us down, and we saw it through. Um, but we 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 would have we would have got there. We we still had another game or so to go. Yeah, I we mean, did. We, we would have got over the line, but you know we didn't care about that, so that was all good. What were your memories of the celebrations? You were carried off the pitch, obviously, on the shoulders of the fans. And yeah, my brother was there. Yeah, of course. He was all his way. And he was a staunch Ipswich fan at the time. Um, so he ran onto the pitch, as normal. <laughs> <laughs> the TV, um, TV cameras in the changing rooms and all sorts afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we, you know, it was just, just, just a great moment. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's not Wembley or anything like that. You know, which the other team got promoted, but this, you know, by, by, nothing was expected of us beginning of the season to go out and win it with, you know, a game or game and a half to spare was such a big achievement. And um, and like I say, this phone call is all about that. And I've, I've been quiet on this. I didn't want to say anything, so I didn't want to. But I do feel there's not enough being the credit has not been done compared to the Wembley, the Wembley team. But hey ho. No, no problem with that, really. Yeah. Well, as you, you know, it, it, I'm just going to skip forward to one of the questions I was going to ask you at the end, actually, that with all the hullabaloo that surrounds that playoff feature, and you can see why, you know, it was, it was build up yeah, over two or three yeah, or four was years, there. wasn't it? And, you know, yeah, it eventually, was... eventually happened. Would you have preferred finishing top with a winner's medal or, or a Wembley win? Or no, a, a Wembley playoff 
chance to to to. Oh mate, listen, that's that's that is exciting. I could don't get me wrong. I can't lie. I was at the game at Wembley and it was incredible, incredible. But we were champions. Yeah. You know, you tell your kids about that in twenty years' time, they were they won't know the difference. We were champions. Got the medal. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, everyone wants to play at Wembley, but you know, you're finishing in the top six. We we finished top. Um, so for me, winning how we won it was was better, to be honest yeah. with you. No, it was exciting, but better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the celebrations, then was it all back to the Blackadder after the Oxford match and the, Bright- and the Brighton how match? Did, how did you know? I heard about it. I, you know, I wasn't old enough to drink, but I've got I've got close close personal friends who may or may or not have been around at the yeah. time. I still haven't paid my tab yet. I don't think. <laughs> well, I think I think Alan Brazil's got enough money not to worry about it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all went back in there. And it was it was mayhem in there. Mayhem, dancing on tables and falling off tables, and it was yeah. It it was yeah. One of the one of the best days of my life. That as well. Um, coming back, seeing all the fans coming back, coming back from Oxford on the yeah. way. It was, uh, yeah, great, great day, great day. So we've we've we've, we've wrapped stuff up at home yes. to Brighton. Um, yeah. a bit of a bit of a coronation, really, wasn't it? There was twenty six, twenty lead twenty seven thousand people there to uh, to watch it happen. Um, yeah. And there's the, the excitement about going into the first Premier League season, and I've got it written down here. Promotion was worth one point two five million pounds. So, yeah. things, things are slightly different nowadays, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I mean, was it 160 now? Oh. 160 mil. Yeah, that's nearly, yeah. Nearly, nearly that finishing bottom of it. But yeah, was yeah. was there any, was there any additional excitement about this Premier League that no one had really heard of? Well, it was the first Premier League season that we were we were going into. Was there any much of a additional buzz around the players? Were they really aware of what it what it was or what it could have yeah, become? No, we wouldn't have known. We didn't know what it was going to be like. At the time, it's exciting, but still didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, and uh, we went on a hell of a run in that year up until January. I think we were fourth or something like that in January, but nearly went down because yeah. we, we couldn't win another game after that. Um, couldn't buy a win. We got to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and, and the League Cup. Quarterfinals of both, yeah. Got, got beat by Arsenal. Um, in one of them, and um, we couldn't buy another win. It wasn't until about the, uh, three games from the end we played Norwich. We um, that kept us up. We'll go to that in our, in our volume two chat, yeah. Jason. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of well, in terms of the, this the season that the promotion season, the, obviously Liverpool away, South End away were probably my. Probably be in my top five matches of all time. Being an Ipswich fan, to be fair. Which one's away? What did you say? Did you say Liverpool and Southend? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just for the, the the atmosphere, the the crowd, the just the the feeling yeah. around the club and the the excitement that we might actually be doing something. And the Southend one certainly is that that last minute or 89th minute yeah. winner. Definitely. Things yeah. like, what about yourself? What did you? What your any any games that stick out which wouldn't have been a, an obvious choice? Obviously, doing a double over Norwich that year. So you're saying about obviously I'm going about the promotion season, but you were saying about oh, um, saying about Charlton around Christmas. That was sort of one that stuck out for yourself. 
giving yeah. us a bit of giving us a bit of momentum to go Blackburn. up. Blackburn, Blackburn. Yeah. yeah. Blackburn definitely. Doing the double over them, yeah. Um the two games were Blackburn and Newcastle for yeah. me. Yeah, they they were the two games which stands out. Um South End obviously as well. Um yeah, so they they, they would have they would have for three games for me, which which stood out in that year, for for obvious reasons. Yeah, given given your achievements in football subsequently, you know, you moved to Spurs and bits and pieces like that. Where does where does this season rank when you look back? Oh, you played Premier League football for for years, but where does this yeah. season rank? You you said about scoring goals. You had 50, you played fifty four matches that season and scored sixteen goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my my, my best return by some distance, really. Um, yeah, that, that was the form of my life. I mean, I had good games um, here and there. Um, my thing was I played better against the better teams yeah. for some reason. Uh, especially when I went into the Prem, the Man United, I would, get, I would play at my best. Now, that's um, telling yourself and prepping yourself even more. Um, but that, that was the case. The Liverpools, Man United, I always played my best against the big teams. Well, I've got, I'm actually, I'm talking about, just going back to the Portsmouth match here, I've got a little clip in my scrapbook. It says here, star man was Jason Dazell. The new midfield pass master is heading Ipswich back towards the big time. Just in case the England manager is reading this, Ipswich's telephone number is 0473 219211. So, you know, you you were getting getting notes, even in in what was the second division. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. My my performances were such um, for people to take note, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, around that time, I think we uh, did we played Tranmere in the FA Cup as well. Was that the year? Or was that? No, no, that was in the Premier League. We played them. Yeah, yeah, I was played, getting, I was, yeah league. Uh, it, that was the next year. Um, yeah, I mean, Division One, I was getting a lot of, lot of people talking about me. Um, so it was, you know, it's it just all good, really. Um, but that year, I have to say that, yeah, for actually. Being on top of my game, that would that would be the year, definitely. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Well, I've wasted enough enough of your time, Jason. I think we'll um, yeah we'll, we'll cut it cut it there. But I say many 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 thanks. It's been an yeah, absolute, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed pleasure. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.